Travis. Bacchus. And your boy Tony back at it again with another episode of DGEN's Win Championships where we eat, pray, and love. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, real Bridget Jones diary shit right here. Hey man, I'm trying to expand our audience here, alright? We're not doing too hot with, uh, I'm looking at it, uh, any demographic. Uh, my dad listens to this. Um, my mom and her work friends do, and they tell me that I'm very good. Her old boss <laughs> listens to this. That's good. Shouts out to Jeffrey. Jeffrey Wade. Yeah, I tried to... We're hitting the 80-plus the demographic, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to start advertising for Charleston Chew here. Dude, I'm... Charleston <laughs> Chew hits, man. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay, one, you guys no, clearly don't have old parents. <laughs> I do not. No, dude, it's I'm it's... A... It's not bastard out of wedlock child. Yeah, it's not our fault that we weren't literally the last sperm to leave our dad's nuts. (laughs) Oh my! Like you shut that bitch down. You locked the doors. (laughs) Shut all the windows. Show my dad this podcast, but now he's gonna get offended. Turn the lights off. You shut her down. Hang hang the sorry we're closed sign on the door. Yeah, dude, I had to put all the chairs up. Two and a half minutes for being a speck of dust, dude. You just came out in a blast of dust, and you were just swimming hard as you can. <laughs> Had to rehydrate, dude, like some astronaut foods. Had a pack of freeze-dried ice cream with you, just tucked under your little arm. <laughs> anyway, what do we talk about here, football? I don't fucking know, dude. Ladybugs. I guess. Uh, dude, that ladybug died on my desk currently. Still looking like Spider-Man. <laughs> Thick. Well, that sucks. It? Is it is it Peter or Miles? I don't know, dude. I don't know. Miles wears the black shoes. This is Peter. Mm. That's fair. Expanding into the nerd demographic. Yeah, dude. Hello, fellow people. Uh, you can't see us, but Tony has uh, a lot of Star Wars Lego figures in the background. <laughs> yeah, dude. They're my pride and joy. Rodrigo Blankenship would be proud of me. Oh, fuck. I didn't watch that TikTok. <laughs> dude, my man's is a massive dweeb. Star Wars fan. He's a dweeb. You dude, thought he, I Spectacles love it, wasn't a fucking dweeb? I love him so much, I have him on my IR in our fantasy league. I'm jealous, dude. I got a kicker hanging out there. I was hoping I was, was going to be able to snipe him. Oh, dude, there's no way I'm letting go. <laughs> Call me Iron Hands Tony with Rodrigo Blankenship. Still trying. I wish that the three people that listen to this could understand how absolutely disrespectful and ludicrous this man Tony's trade offers are in fantasy football. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, do we have do we have I just, we have pictures? I just try to be a snake, dude. This man said, <clears throat> "I'll I'll take Adam Thielen off your hands, and I'll give you, in return, a hot bag of dog shit." Hey, Dawson Knox, a solid tight end. I, dude, I have Zach Ertz, Mike Gesicki, and George Kittle. I don't need a tight end. Yeah, dude, all mid. Dude, Mike Gesicki's dropped 20, okay, mid. the past couple weeks. All right, yeah, dude, what's he going to do? He had fucking Tua Tagovagita at quarterback. No, dude, he's about to have uh, the NFL's golden boy, Deshaun Watson, as his oh quarterback. That's a whole story we got to get into. But, that is so ridiculous. What? No, he's not. But and the worst part is, is kind of like, uh, it, it kind of reveals a, a pretty ugly truth about the NFL. 
is that it doesn't... If you're elite, it doesn't matter if you fucking rape people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter what yeah, you do. Yeah, no, that's some bullshit. Like, if you're fucking Ray Lewis, you can murder people. Which, like, he did on the football field, so that's I don't know why true. anybody was surprised, but, like... Yeah, Tyreek Hill beat the shit out of his kids. Yeah, Kareem... Adrian Peterson did, like, with a tree. Yeah, that one was a little sus. I don't know how... I don't know how bad that actually was. That was a that was a while back, but Ray Rice. I guess Ray Rice is probably the only person to ever just get canceled by the NFL because he got caught on film Mike Tysoning um, a woman. I mean, it was actually no. There there is a limit. Um, when you go full Aaron Hernandez, uh, you you do end up out of the NFL. Okay, yeah, but he went yeah. to regular ass prison, dude. Like, yeah, there's nothing they could do about that. Yeah, no, he he killed like a couple people. And then just was rolling up on Sunday, dude. Yeah. G status, dude. Also, still, it's been a meme for a while. Still want the 30 for 30 on that Florida team with literally Jesus Christ's son as their quarterback. <laughs> and just dudes dudes on his offensive line, the Pouncey brothers just moving fucking weight. And Aaron Hernandez <laughs> just busting caps in people. Mm. Classic Urban Meyer. Wild times. Yeah. Yeah, dude, honestly, yeah. Now that we see, like, Urban Meyer in the true light, like, what was Tim Tebow doing there? Who knows, dude? Going to Sunday school, man. Being a good little boy. Anyway, uh, how about we kick things off with uh, how tremendously bad we did in picking NFL games last week? Not that bad. It wasn't yeah, that obviously bad. not, okay, not that bad. bad. We, we, we did pretty okay. good. I, I got we picked all here. the games. Okay, so, you know. We did pick them all. Yeah. Not correctly. No. But we picked. How did we do, Bacchus? Uh, Tony went 7-6, and six, bringing his Ooh. record to 11-11. A mean 500, dude. You're doing pretty good. Yeah, 500, staying alive, dude. Yeah, dude. Travis, 6-7. and seven. Bring his overall record to nine and thirteen. Subpar. In Jaboy, eight and five. Currently leading at twelve and ten. Oh, baby. We got a pick master over here. Yeah, yeah dude. dude. Cerebral, wrinkly brain, galaxy brain, if you will. If you're listening for bets, which no one is, ride with Bacchus. He's got the hot hand. Yeah, dude. Make it a hashtag. I'm gonna get this shit turned on. Hot hand here. Bacchus, let's do it. Dude, honestly, if we if we picked all the games every week for like ten years, eventually one of us would go like fourteen and zero. You know, so like that's not. Well, how that I works, mean, yeah, dude. probably statistically. <laughs> no, like, you know, like, this is not eventually. this is not monkeys with a typewriter writing Shakespeare. You know, it's funny. Like Travis joked about it last week. He's like, "Dude, we're gonna go O N." And after that Browns Broncos game Thursday night, I was like, "Holy shit, we are." Dude, we we start the week out like. Rough. Very bad. Like it. It picked up in the afternoon the, games. Yeah, after like, the noon games, I was like, "Fuck, <laughs> we might go away." Yeah. Like oh my! Like even the ones we picked differently, I was like, "Those are gonna be ties." Um. <laughs> yeah, just just ties. They're all ties. Nobody gets away. Yeah, we we had just the Browns with their B squad beating up the Broncos, which uh, the Broncos are bad. The Broncos are real bad. Hey, see look, I would like to point out um, wild, wild, wild fucking statistic about Case Keenum. Uh, Case Keenum leads the NCAA all-time 
in basically every meaningful statistic for a quarterback. Passing yards, passing touchdowns, completions, uh, total touchdowns accounted for in a career as a college football player, Case Keenum. Every single one is Case Keenum. He's Yeah, well, now he's trying to run down Ryan Fitzpatrick for the record in the NFL of being on the most teams. <laughs> no, dude, like he's like low-key maybe the greatest college quarterback of all time, which is a I wild thing to say. Based on, like, uh, it, if that's all true, which I don't think you're lying about. I'm not. Yeah, probably. Somehow it's all true. I, I didn't – it was wild to me. And, like, I kind of forgot that he was a Heisman finalist. And he lost to Sam Bradford, I think. Um, but in 2010, he was a Heisman finalist. Just, well, I mean, who got the last laugh? University yeah, of Houston, Keenum. let's go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Sam Bradford is no longer in the NFL. Yeah, the dude was also made out of paper. He's soft. He's an Oklahoma quarterback. What do you expect? But uh, let's talk a couple surprises from this week. Uh, so I thought there, even though I took the Chiefs, I thought there was a chance the Titans could beat them. I did not think it would go down like it did. Oh, yeah. Um, I have been holding off on hitting the panic button for the Chiefs for all of their other losses. No, it's time now. Uh, The Chiefs are bad. This is what happens when you give a quarterback $500 million. The rest of the team collapses. This is why Tom Brady's been so successful. He's always taking pay cuts. He's always letting the team grow around him. That's why he has six Super Bowls, and that's why Patrick Mahomes will never even get close to that. Yeah, I mean, I disagree a little bit just because, like, nobody really left. Um, they didn't really lose anybody because of Mahomes' contract. But uh, And in terms of cap management, only because it's a 10-year deal, it doesn't murder them, right? So, like, if they get to a point where, like, they need to pay him 30 instead of 50, they can push that other 20 back across the rest of the 10 years and save some money in a particular year or over a couple years. Um but it, I don't know. I don't know what happened to the Chiefs. Uh, Andy Reid said he's just seeing things he's never seen before. Like he's like, you know, he's saying like there's players in the right position to make a play, and it just goes the other way. It just seems like their their luck and their magic has just kind of ran out. Yeah, their defense is bad. Like it's, it's bad, bad, historically yeah, it's, bad. <clears throat> the defense a little worse than it was last year, and people just figured out what Patrick Mahomes is going to do. And also, Patrick Mahomes running out of luck. Yeah. All these crazy, like, stupid plays that he used to make where people were like, oh, my God, he's a freak of nature, which, in all honesty, were just bad decisions that worked out, are no longer working out, and the Chiefs are paying the price. He's throwing the ball as he's heading towards the ground. He's, you know, throwing the ball when he's not looking, and it's resulting in interceptions right now, and that is why Patrick Mahomes is your NFL interception leader on the year. Tied with uh, only your boy, Zach Wilson. I think it's time to hit the panic button on on the Chiefs for the season. I don't think it's time to hit the panic button on Patrick Mahomes uh, for all these keyboard warriors out here. Uh, I think, you know, defense have figured him out, but I think Patrick Mahomes is still a great quarterback. He's going he's gonna to figure out how to get better. He's going to stop making stupid-ass decisions that, I, that have worked out for I mean, him. I, I so agree far. with that. Like, uh, we're not going to see the Kansas City Chiefs we saw last year, but Patrick Mahomes, and I said this last week, is still Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's still good. It's just he's not like, what the <laughs> fuck do we do about him anymore? Dude, are you okay? Do you have leprosy? It's COVID. Delta variant, um, dude. 
I'm fine. Uh, back to I want to I want to touch on something Pack said a, a minute ago um, about the Chiefs being a little bit worse than they were last year. Um, every single like defensive metric, uh, they are either 31st or 32nd, so they're pretty considerably worse than they were last year. I I'm I'm, I'm basing that observation off off of my eye test, uh, which is I thought which the is elite was yeah elite. Yeah, look at me, 12 and 10 on the season. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep dropping that. Uh, I thought they were bad last year. I just it wasn't showing as much as it is this year. That's that's really my observation. I don't, last year, I thought they were a straight up unstoppable force. On, on on defense, on defense, I thought they were bad last year. I just thought the offense could handle it, and so far it hasn't this year. No, not we're yeah, seeing what happens. We're seeing what happens when Patrick Mahomes isn't the Messiah. Yeah, that that was kind of the thing that I always felt about the Chiefs' defense. It, it was like it was good enough. Like if it came down to it, and it was like we have to have a stop right now. It, they're not that defense. They're you know that's not the team the Chiefs are. the The team the Chiefs they're are not is that guy, pal. Yeah, is is never put the defense in a position where it's like, okay, you guys have to make a stop right now. Um, and you know they get turnover sometimes, which is always helpful, especially when you know. You have the Chiefs' offense, but I just—I never was high on them. I just thought they were good enough because the offense was so good. But now they're just—they're just like stone cold yeah, now bad. Now they're bad. But uh, moving on from that, probably the second biggest shock of the week was a team that I had as my second best team in the NFL: uh, the Ravens getting annihilated yeah. at home by the Bengals. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I think if if Jamar fit, uh, Chase is not your favorite for offensive rookie of the year right now, you are wrong. Um, I I thought the Bengals watching the draft were so <clears throat> stupid for not taking Panay Sewell, and they have made a fool out of me. Which I mean, you know, in a perfect world, they get both because they uh, needed both. Yeah, they needed both. But, but I thought they needed Panay Sewell a lot more, and it turns out I was wrong. Yeah, sometimes turns out Jamar Chase is what makes this team good. It's what makes Joe Burrow uh, looking like a top level quarterback right now in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I guess what the Bengals are. Like, I don't, I don't know if they're good, like good, good, or if like they're just like a scrappy. We find ways to win kind of team, and eventually they're going to lose. I think um, it's like, more that. You know, in the playoffs or whatever, but so do I think they win a Super Bowl? No. Do I think they make the playoffs? Probably. Uh, I think they're they taking beat, a wild card spot, pretty much for sure. They they beat the Ravens, and if it weren't for horrendous uh, kicking performance, they would have beaten the Packers, who are slowly climbing up that NFC leaderboard. Ah. Uh. So I mean, sort of like the Packers also had terrible kicking. So I think it could have. No, they did that. That went both yeah, ways, but it, the game still went to overtime. Yeah. You know, that's not easy to do against Aaron Rodgers. Like it just isn't. Correct. Um, another one, uh, much to uh, my chagrin, the Giants and Panthers. Uh, I was one of the people. Well, I'm sure there's many out there who thought that Sam Darnold might be a good uh, quarterback in Bimageddon Week 7. <laughs> um, 
Sam Darnold was benched. Uh, he is a trash can. I no longer believe anything about him. Um, he's he's bad. He's like real bad. Yeah. And it, it cost me my fantasy game. Despite Mike Evans putting up three touchdowns and giving away Brady's 600 touchdown football. Uh, oh, can we talk about that for a second? And how? Well, okay, yeah, the yeah. Before, before we get there, I just want to say I told you guys the Giants, they're scrappy. Yeah, dude, that's all I want to say. About literally, it. yeah, sure, I agree. They're scrappy, but they Do still not lose a lot. Uh, my contempt for Sam Darnold is thinking the Giants are good. Uh, Daniel Jones is still a trash can. I dis- um, I don't think good, he's quite a trash can. Good. Uh, no, 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 no. He he he's he's not a kitchen size trash can. He's like he's a he's a little room size one, a little five gallon one, if you will. Dude, he's that little trash can you have in your bathroom. Yeah. That just has, like, three years of, like, toilet paper you blew your nose into. <laughs> um. Dude, so, like, the Giants, you know, good they are not. Uh, scrappy they are. Like, scrappy does not mean good. Uh, I'll give you that. But, like, they, they put up fights. They just lose a lot because they're not good. Like, that's, you know, that's kind of the thing. But back yeah, to I mean, this I... ball, this ball debacle. All right, so... Mm-hmm. Sports fans gotta band together and not give people shit if they keep important balls. Like no. this dude got maybe fifty grand worth of shit from the Bucks. He got probably I would put it more seventy five to a hundred grand. Yeah. The Bitcoin off the bat sixty two right now. Okay, probably right gonna now. be a million after a couple Elon Musk tweets. Okay, so that that's fair. I didn't realize Bitcoin was that high. So the the Bitcoin thing cool. However, he had a half million dollar football. And, like, Tom Brady has enough money that he could have just paid the dude a million dollars for it and walked away. No, and I agree. Walked uh, away. Like, because, like, at the end of the day, if Brady wants the ball that bad and it's worth that much, Brady can pay $750,000 at auction. It's not that dude's fault Mike Evans had no situational awareness and gave him a football. Yeah, and it's not that dude's fault that he wants to keep it, you know? Like, oh, yeah, he's just a dude. <laughs> That Mike Evans just handed him half a million dollars. Yeah. Like, and then, like, just to say that, like, you shouldn't because Brady deserves it is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Like, sure, he does deserve it, but he can pay for it. But, like, yeah, if he wants it that bad, he would have paid the price for it. Yeah. And Granted, it's, the dude the dude got some sweet stuff in return. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but so this goes back not, to the, not... the Jeter 3,000th hit home run ball, like... Which, weirdly enough, we talked about me and you, Tony, like right before the Mike Evans thing happened. We, yeah, it like somehow, we were just about like, it in the group chat. Yeah, it just like yeah. organically came up in our conversation, and then the same shit happened like two days later. Um, I don't know, dude. Like, that's me. Like, let's say in some fantasy world, like I'm 40, and the Cowboys have a quarterback who throws enough touchdowns to break Tom Brady's record. Uh, and I get handed the ball by some wide receiver that shall not be named because he doesn't exist yet, probably. Uh, I'm keeping it, dude. Like, I'm sorry, but I'm keeping it. Like, <laughs> easy. Like, the, the the market for sports memorabilia, especially like that, it just through the roof. Yeah. Someone else like, that's going to buy that off me for a million dollars can give it back to Tom Brady. Yeah. Exactly. You know, the only probably would have faced is 
Am I going to get stabbed in the parking lot leaving with this ball? Yeah, yeah like I'm I'm leaving <laughs> immediately. Yeah, I would have been yeah. like, yep, see ya. I'll watch the rest of this game at B-dubs. Yeah. <laughs> nah, dude, I'm, going I'm, not going back, I'm not going back out in public until the ball is sold. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Just wild. But yeah, that, that was a crazy situation. Like, Mike Evans definitely should have had more awareness. Yeah. I mean, but like the thing is like, I don't I mean, know. Like he was in the moment, yeah. And Brady's thrown so many. You're like, what the fuck is this? Six hundred, eight thousand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, knows? like, Fucking... I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like if it was me on the other side of that, Brady's busting out his social security card to prove his identity. It's the number three. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you know, I almost feel like if I was a professional athlete with all the money that Brady has, like, I don't know, maybe cut the dude a check for two hundred grand and sign, take your jersey off and sign it, like, and then take I agree. the ball. Like the dude. He got two Tom Brady signed jerseys, a helmet, a Mike Evans signed jersey, and the game cleats from that game from Mike Evans. Now, which I will is say, worth a bit. Yeah, but if, like, yeah, if if Brady is just like, you know, not wanting to do this random dude dirty, you, you cut him the check. Well, like, not even that. Honestly, Brady's never letting go of that ball. That ball is a part of history and will probably be in Canton someday. Oh yeah, that is the first ever six hundred. Yeah. Touchdown but throw. the next most valuable thing probably would be, like, if Brady gave him his game-worn jersey from that game. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. like this is the jersey Tom Brady was wearing when he threw that pass. You're never going to have the ball. This is as close as you're going to get. I think that would have been cool. I don't know if that's what one of the jerseys was. I don't think it I think it's two new jerseys that Brady signed. I'm hoping he at least put, a, like, a little message on there that makes the jersey a little bit more unique, raises yeah. the value. But, I mean, at that point, I'm probably keeping both of those because yeah. they're not worth enough to where, like, it's... it's. Um, at that point, I'm keeping one of those because I don't need fucking two. Um, yeah. And selling the other one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Would love to be in the situation where somebody literally hands me a winning lottery ticket, but probably never going to happen. So, the craziest part about that is, so, like, he ended up with a pretty good deal, but uh, the original deal... He just traded it for, like, a random fucking ball that a trainer rolled up with. Yeah. Just a ball from that game. <laughs> and, like, his reaction was, how can I say no to Tom Brady? And it's like, oh, nah, right. fuck that. No. <laughs> As they say, eat the rich. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. All right, you Tom guys uh, You guys want to roll into some, some fat picks for this week? Uh, Yeah, we going to – you want to run down the list again? Yeah, we'll, we'll, like that. we'll run the like game bit again. Get our numbers up. Have some obscene record by the end of the season. Ooh, right off the jump, dude. Tough one. It's bad. It's it's hard off the jump. Yeah. But the Packers, um, Alan Lazard and Devontae Adams are both on the COVID-19 protocol, this list, or protocol list this week. And that makes it a little bit more easy for me to take a pick. Yeah. All right. You, uh, you ready to... Make the official record, Beckus. Ready. All right. Uh, first game of the week, Thursday night football. Packers, Cardinals. 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 Uh, next game, Panthers, Falcons. Uh, I'm riding this Falcons high. I'm going to keep rolling on that. Yep. They got Kyle Pitts working for them, so let's do it. Uh, yeah. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hang with the Falcons on this one. Uh, easy one, Dolphins Bills. Uh, 
Tua fucking bag of aioli ain't shit, so uh, the Bills. Dude, Bills. Uh, also, are we going to talk about the Dolphins news this week? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills, too. Uh, Niners, Bears. Mm. Mm, this one's real hard for me. I'm going uh, to take the Bears at home. Yeah, I'm going to take Bears, dude. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to take Niners. Sorry. Justin Fields ain't it. <laughs> I'm taking the Bears. Uh, Steelers, Browns. The Browns. 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 Ooh, this is kind of a good one. Uh, Eagles, Lions. Shock the world. Give me the 1 and 7 Lions. Uh, 0 and 7. 7. The 1 and 7 next week. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I'm going to go Eagles. I'm going to go Lions. I also think they might shock the world. Alright, uh, Colts, Titans. Uh, Titans on a glorious run right now. I think it ends. Give me Andy. Oof. Uh, Titans. Colts. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, easy one. Bengals, Jets. Oh, Bengals. Joey B, dude. Big Dick yeah. Joe. Let it roll. Big Dick Joe. Bengals With the band play around. neck. With the band play neck. Uh, mm. Rams, Texans? Mm. Rams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the Texans are... <laughs> but <know>. what? <laughs> In, insert some lame-ass argument here. Oh, they're, yeah. they're at home? <laughs> We're all taking the Rams. All right, cool. Uh, Chargers, Pats? Uh, this one seems easy on paper to take the Chargers, but the Pats... Fucked them up last year in LA, like forty-five to nothing. Two and zero. Still, away. I'm, I'm still gonna ride with the Chargers. Yeah, I'm gonna. This have to one st- could be close though. Vegas. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Chargers. Uh, don't have a whole lot of whole lot of faith in this not being an ugly game that the Patriots stay in way too long. Uh yeah, Chargers. Taking the Chargers. Jags, Seahawks. Ugh. Oh god, these are some sorry ass teams right now. Yeah. Um I do think uh the Seahawks have a better supporting cash right now and they're at home, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go Seattle. Yeah, I gotta agree with that. Seattle picks up their first home win of the season. Yeah, I think more importantly than home win, I think Seattle gets the first one since Russ has been injured. Uh, football team and the Broncos. The Broncos are the uh, worst ever three and four team in NFL history. Uh, the football team. Yeah, it's it's the football team. ODU legend Trevor Heineke, Taylor Heineke. ODU Sorry, dude, legend. I'm a little drunk. <laughs> and football team. I agree. Happened to the best of us. Uh, Broncos Saints. Uh, you mean Bucks Saints? Sorry, mm, sorry, Bucks Saints. <laughs> uh, yeah, it can be Tom Brady easy every day. Bucks. Oh, dude, this is really exciting, but I'm gonna take the Bucks too. Mm. Uh, all right. 
Cowboys, Vikings. I'm a. I'm gonna be the different one here because I know you guys can't be. So uh, let me rip Minnesota. I think the Vikings are a really, really good three and three team, but I gotta pick the Cowboys. So as much as I think this is the game the Cowboys lose, I am also going to take the Cowboys. Um, we have to. Yeah, like, got to do it. Legally have to, but I just think that this is a game that the Cowboys very well could lose. Um, Giants, Chiefs. If the Chiefs lose this game. <laughs> Jeez. Burn arrowheads there is, to the ground. There is, there is no respect left. Uh, fans start, bust the brown bags out, throw them over your head. Uh, there's no way the Chiefs don't win this. The Giants are so bad. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, it's the Chiefs. Although, once again, I don't feel confident in picking this. <clears throat> Fuck it. I'm, you know, I'm in last right now. I'm taking the Giants. I gotta make a play. It's a bull move, Cotton. We'll see how that plays out. <laughs> uh. All right. So, but yeah, uh, going back to like what we were kind of talking about, uh, the Dolphins, like fucking Tua Bag of Viagra, um, possibly going to be a Houston <laughs> Texan here soon. Um, there's. There's rumors out here. I'm reading on Twitter. Um, the Dolphins have reportedly agreed to terms with the Texans to trade for Deshaun Watson, pending a further in-depth review on his current legal problems. I think this might be the worst decision I could see an NFL team make. This is if the this goes through. If this goes through, this is the worst trade since the Saints traded. Their first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round pick to get Ricky Williams. I agree. Like, yeah. This is just, this is a horrendous trade. This is uh, the Dolphins win this zero times out of fucking infinity. It's it's suicide for the Dolphins. One, the fans don't want it. Nobody else wants to see it. Nobody else wants to see Deshaun Watson play again. He doesn't deserve to. He's a scumbag. Like yeah, he's good. And you touched on it earlier. We're seeing like there's there's an exception if yes, you're just this an ugly elite truth. player in the NFL, and it shouldn't be happening. Deshaun Watson should never play another down of football again. He definitely shouldn't garner Tua as bad as he is. And I think three first round picks is what's on the table. That's that franchise suicide. Yeah, like if if I'm the owner of the Dolphins and I hear that. I'm firing the GM instantaneously. Like, that's such a terrible your, trade. Your upside doesn't come close to being worth No. That. And, like, I get, like, maybe trading away your first-round draft pick in this upcoming draft. Because, honestly, the talent pool is kind of light. If you have the first overall pick and you get Thibodeau out of Oregon, that's a good move. He's a good player. But, honestly, like, the quarterback depth is not that good. Um, like there's good players, it's just not what we've seen the last two or three years, yeah. where there's like potentially generational talents coming out year after year. Um, it it's just not worth it. Like so, like trading away this year's pick, yeah, but you don't know what's coming the year after or the year after, especially when there's a dude. Uh, he plays at Texas right now, and if he keeps up the pace, he is going top ten, maybe top five in Bijan Robinson. And you you tell me you don't want a chance at 
I mean, he's Reggie Bush in college, but if you think about that and Reggie Bush had panned out the same way in the NFL, he would have been one of the all-time greats. Um, and Reggie Bush didn't even have a bad NFL No, he, he didn't have a bad NFL career. He just didn't. I mean, he broke 1,000 yards one time with the Dolphins. That was pretty much the highlight of his rushing career, but like receiving out of the backfield, he just kind of showed up to the NFL before the NFL was ready. Um, otherwise, he would have been a Christian McCaffrey type player. But not only like so, like you look at the best case scenario for the Dolphins, right? You pull this trade off, and you decide, you know, just fuck it, we'll play him despite the allegations. You're running a PR nightmare. Awful, terrible. You know how many people are you driving away from your team if you just say I don't care about any of this? How many people in Florida who you know historically don't have the best sports allegiance in that state are just going to be like, oh well. The Dolphins, uh, I guess, are the team of rapists and shit, so I'll just roll with Tom Brady and the Bucks. Yeah. And also, like... Man, I don't know. Like, it's just... Dude, I I like to... I'm trying to imagine being Tua here in this news. Like, Tua, um, not a great quarterback, uh, but, like, the Dolphins can get by with him as they rebuild the rest of their team, as they continue their their rebuild. Uh, but, like, now... So, yeah, Tua isn't the answer. He's not yeah. going to be who leads you to greatness. But he's not he, he's the so bridge. bad that, you know, he's hurting you. Yeah. He, he's not good enough to make up for fallacies in the rest of your team. Yeah, Tua is not the reason the Dolphins are 1-6. and six. But, like... Like, the, like that, it, it, this isn't going to make so him a bad. better player, like, hearing this news that you're willing to trade him for a almost guaranteed rapist. Yeah, and, like, and you touch on, like, how, how is Tua dealing with this situation right now? Where the Dolphins are obviously not committed to him. I don't know. It's, uh, it's tough all around. I don't feel bad for the Texans. Like, oh, I mean, I kind of feel bad for the Texans, but at the same time, like, they did the right thing. Well, they said at the same time, Sean's not playing. Yeah, they did the right thing, but they're still trying to make money off of him, essentially, right? Like they're trying to squeeze some juice from a dude who should have just been cut and banned from playing in the NFL a long time yeah. ago. Yeah. So they're they're kind of being shitheads too, but well, the fact he, that they get to be shitheads and then come out winners, that's kind of tough. He he hasn't been convicted of anything yet. Uh, the evidence is very damning. Damning. Uh, but you had 22 people yeah. bringing up suits. Yeah, like, I, I am not... Uh, the am, odds that this is fabricated are extremely low. Yeah, I, yeah. I am not trying to, like, play this down or be a fucking Deshaun Watson apologist or any fucking thing. Like, he isn't convicted, so I understand what the Texans are trying to do to get him, like, away and get something for him before, you know, he does get convicted. But... Yeah, I mean, I, 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 get I don't that, understand but why at the same any time. team fucking bites on this shit. Yeah, especially the, not for a team trying to rebuild. In the court of public opinion, like he's guilty. Yeah, I you agree. Know? But anyway, uh, I think that'll that'll about do it for our NFL segment this week, uh, and we'll we'll take it to halftime with Tony's. Where Travis will be covering his entire body in peanut butter and laying down in a dog park, while Tony sings "Friday" by Rebecca Black.
It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Party and party and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta take that as entertainment, you swine. <laughs> All right, I have to piss. I'll be right back. I second to that motion. You like that? I do. I do. I do. (laughs) I got physically assaulted for saying that uh, on the sidelines of a lacrosse game by my own coach. Really? (laughs) Yeah, because like, like, I had just like just subbed out, and this dude that was admittedly very annoying got fucking tattooed and like flew out of bounds and slid and stopped right in front of me when I was standing on the sideline. And I was like, oh, you like that? You like that shit? <laughs> dude, and I love it. My I coach love it. just fucking came over. Dude was like five foot two, reached up, grabbed my face mask, and pulled me down to Carson level and was like, if you ever fucking say that again, you're never playing a single goddamn second for the rest of the year. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Someone didn't like Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yeah. It was pre Kirk Cousins. Fuck I mean, Washington. honestly, maybe Kirk got it from me, but. <laughs> yeah. Or like, yeah, hey, who's this fat white kid out of Louisiana hey, playing lacrosse? Hey, I wasn't fat in high school. Who's this chubby year? white kid? Is that better? No, it's not, Bacchus, because I wasn't even chubby, okay? That hurts my feelings. Yeah, who's this white kid who's going to be chubby in like six uh, years? Facts don't care about your feelings. It's scientifically proven that you were uh, quite chubby in high school, actually. Uh, I knew you back then, and uh, you were a little, little tubby white boy. I don't ben? believe you, Tony. Is that Ben Shapiro <laughs> on the ben, podcast? Is that you? <laughs> Are you willing to talk about your wife's dry pussy? Dude, that's not even you. That's literally me. No, it's not, dude. That's me being not chubby. That's fourteen-year-old Zach Wilson. <laughs> I know, dude. Like Loki, I'm Zach Wilson's brunette brother. <laughs> yeah, you got the last name, dude. Maybe you got yeah, your little Mormon counterpart. He definitely got your uh, football skills. I wish, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Let's get into it. All right, so college football on the week. Um, Mackis, you got any uh, good games you want to talk about from this past week? Dude, there's a lot. Uh... Like, overall, like, pretty good games. Oregon-UCLA. Uh, I thought that was a, I thought it was a very good game. Broke my yeah, goddamn heart. It was, it was tough, dude. Uh, just Ethan Garbers came in. Uh, wasn't doing too bad. Just threw one pass that just got intercepted. Dude, it's rough being a UCLA fan. Like, if they were just always bad, it'd be one thing. But every once in a while, they just they pretend they're good. They flicker. <laughs> yeah, and then, oh, God, and then, like, especially this game where they roll out, and I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to steamroll Oregon. Pac-12 champions, baby. And then they blow it. <laughs> Just that kind of sucked. Also, a, that was, a game that we, like, essentially have to talk about. Uh, one, fuck Penn State. Um, also, I nine overtimes, ignorant. Dude, 
Nine <laughs> overtimes. And so, like, you look at the new uh, college football rule for overtimes, where after the second overtime, you're going for two-point conversions. And uh, it was a wild amount of non-conversions. Which, it uh, a, a point I would like to make, I think they should definitely push that back to either after the third or maybe after the fourth. Uh, I wholeheartedly disagree. I think the game gets too long, and especially in a game like that, could you imagine like just how bad that would have been to watch? Yeah, but no, the thing no, about dude, I a think, regular I think overtime, Penn State would have scored if at some point they couldn't go three yards on one play. That's the toughest okay, three so, yards so, in the football. Field. I think I think if you give them four I, downs, Penn State. I, I thought it was real crazy. I was like, dude, like two point conversions. Got to be like around 50%. And so I looked it up. It's about 56%. And in that game, in those overtimes, there were 10 straight non-conversions. You take that 56%, which is just the average of uh, NCAA Division One, and you get a 0.56% chance that neither team converts 10 straight times. That's crazy. And I mean, two-point conversions, like the, the analytics tell you that over so you have to have a really large sample size for this to pan out right so over a thousand two-point conversions you'll end up scoring about 20 more points than you would if you kicked a thousand extra points based on extra well, yeah, point miss percentage you just look stuff. at that average it's a 56 percent which tells you anything over 50 you're better off just going for two every single time in fact i think there's oh, i don't remember what state there's in what state this is in, but there's uh, this high school coach. Oh, it's South Carolina. Full aggressive. Yeah, dude. He's, he's, he's a college kick coach now. every time. Two-point conversion every time. And that's what I'm about, dude. I love just watching games of Madden play out on TV. Yeah, he, he he's the coach for Presbyterian now. Me and Travis were talking about it a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they um, he, he has moved into the college arena to a very bad college. And it's not going great, but the college is also terrible. So yeah. it's kind of a... Yeah, so it doesn't matter. So you can yeah. just run your crazy shit. It's it's kind Have of fun. a... Uh, it doesn't help his argument, right? Because like, the haters are going to say that, well, obviously this stuff doesn't work in college football. Uh, but then like the more realistic people will see that Presbyterian is just a bad college. Like They're not good. So they don't have the talent maybe to do shit like that, like he did in high school. So I want to raise like this kind of question. Um, so say like he goes to a place with more talent. And he, he keeps up this just crazy attitude and he keeps working. How long is it before we see that that's just the norm? I mean, like, I'm, I'm going to, you know, shift this a little bit. Uh, we look at baseball. Ten years ago, the shift was just something that, like, never happened. Like, that was, like, just some crazy coaching analytics stuff. And now you see the shift on every single play in baseball. And I feel like this could sort of be the same thing if it saw success at a decent level. I mean, we're already kind of seeing it with, like, the, the Chargers' new head coach. He's going for it on fourth down a lot. And it's like <clears throat> the, the analytics basically say that anywhere past your own 10-yard line, you should go for it on fourth and one. Anywhere past your 28, you should go for it on fourth and two, and so on and so forth down yeah. the field. Um, it, like, it's it's almost never a bad idea. So, essentially, it's never a bad idea to go forward on fourth and one. And it's almost never a bad idea to go forward on fourth and two. But that's just not the mindset that the NFL has. So, and that's something else that, like, I've noticed a lot. Um, been watching a lot more games this year, both uh, in college and the NFL, in preparation for these podcasts. And, uh, or, I've always watched a lot of the NFL, but I'm watching more college. But I've noticed 
in both realms, going for it on fourth down has become way more common than we would have saw even five years ago. Yeah, for sure. And it's working out a lot of the time. Yeah, because I mean, like, I don't know, especially in games where, like, you know, it doesn't sound good, like, or it doesn't look good on paper, right? Where, like, every running play on the day, you've gotten two yards, right? At least, at a minimum, you've gotten two yards. Like, your running back hasn't, basically hasn't been stopped all day. He's gotten at least a couple yards every time, and it's fourth and one at your own 40. Why are you not just going to line up and take those two yards that you've been getting every single time? Like, exactly. And, like, even you look at, like, uh, yards per attempt from quarterbacks, most of the decent ones are around five. Well, yeah, you also got a leverage completion percentage in those type of situations. Yeah, and, you know, you get a good quarterback that's 65 to 70%. You're throwing away games by not going for it on fourth down. And and teams are starting to see that now, and it's happening, and I'm loving it. I'm loving watching these fourth down situations. And granted, a lot of things change on fourth down. Like, mentality is just, it's do or die on the offense, and on the defense, it's, damn it, we held them, and they're going for one more. And so I feel like that really shifts things into the offensive favor. Yeah. Uh, I think I am a fan, once you get inside, like, the 40-yard line, go for it on fourth down. Like, on your own 40 and pass that until you're in the end zone, go for it on fourth down, like, every time. Uh, the numbers pretty much agree with it, unless it's, like, a fourth and, like, 28. Then, like, what? Then, I don't know, take a, take a delay game and punt, I guess. Uh, but... My, the only counter I have to that is uh, depending on score and your kicker. Yeah, I mean in, yeah, in the NFL, another... in the NFL, it's that's a tougher decision to make in college, where kickers for the most part not that great. Uh, I think you should do it. I think you can get you can get more creative with your plays in college, uh, especially for like these really good teams. Um, my, my main point is the QB sneak. Uh, I'm kind of tired of seeing it. I think offenses offenses should roll out uh, on like a fourth and one, fourth and two with something a little bit more uh, complex than just a QB sneak. Uh, it does work, but on the times that it doesn't work, it was like pretty obvious that it just wasn't going to work. Whereas like, if you just handed the ball off, gear, running back in space, going to do something, you're probably going to pick up that down. I don't know. I'm a big fan of uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I think the QB sneak, especially on fourth and ones, He's one of your best play calls to go to. Well, because you got someone who's who's there on the line. You don't have to hand it off. There's no like transition of the football. It's literally my big guys versus your big guys. Well, I, I think so. Let's more more in, the, more in the NFL that it's it's more successful. I I don't have the numbers on me, but like for college because I'm I'm a big college guy. I think it does doesn't seem that effective, especially when the talent isn't as matched up for the most part in most games. Yeah, and so yeah, that's that's a good thing to consider. Whereas, like in college, maybe it's more beneficial. You just shotgun slant. Yeah, and you're like, all right, this is probably a sixty percent chance I make it, and sixty percent chance is above fifty. Those are good odds. Boom. Yeah, and even if you you take the shotgun snap in college, most quarterbacks are going to be able to run, and so if you just kind of 
run routes that move the defense away from a certain area, then your quarterback can, is just going to have a spot to get four yards, right, because they're in the mm-hmm. shotgun. So they got to run a couple extra. But still, I don't know. I, <clears throat> I'm i less of a fan of the QB sneak and more of a fan of uh, spreading things out. Yeah. And, like, because when you put the – the QB sneak puts 11 people, like, in one spot stopping you from doing a thing, and the offense is outnumbered in that situation. So well, I don't like love I said, it. It's- it's basically down to my big guys versus your big guys. And can you stop me from going literally three feet? Which is falling down for most quarterbacks. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, So can you overpower my big guys so much that my quarterback cannot fall down with the football where he stands? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, that, it I have, works, obviously, but... I would say the least effective play, or the one I like to see the least, is the halfback dive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, exactly. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Because I feel like that doesn't go through a lot of the time because you're putting a lot more time on your big guys. Mm-hmm. You're putting, you know, the ball obviously back a couple feet, whereas originally you need three on fourth and one, and now all of a sudden you're trying to get nine after the handoff. Yeah, I mean, a little bit of it. A little bit of merit added to that, at least, is like in the time that it takes the quarterback to get the ball, turn around and hand it to the running back, he can see whether or not your offensive line got the push they needed or if it's a lost cause and he should try and just run for the sideline and get that yard. Well, okay, so change it to um, I don't like the design halfback dive. If you're running an option there, and you're letting the quarterback pull that ball in, and he sees, you know, maybe his tight end who faked a block and is running out on a slant. Yeah, that's big. That's kind of become a really common uh, yeah. goal line play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Is the the tight end throwing like a chip, and then faking the handoff to the running back, and the quarterback rolls out and hits the guy like pretty close to the sideline um, for a touchdown. It's fairly common, and the Bills, for one, do it a lot. Which is kind of why they do it a lot, and they do it a lot successfully. Which is kind of why I was a uh, hating on the QB sneak, even though, for, especially with Josh Allen, it's a very high percentage play for them. Josh Allen had a hundred percent on fourth and ones prior to that point. Um, that was one hundred percent the right play call. I said it last week. We don't need to cover it again. But yeah, no, I'm just saying. Like, I feel like the Bills could have done a lot of things, and maybe none of them would have worked. They just it was just a kind of just bad luck that that one didn't work uh, anyway uh, I, travis um i heard you had a little bit of fun conversation for us in our halftime yeah so you didn't really elaborate on that but um I sweet dive that. sweet hypothetical so let's Ooh, say you're you're reincarnated as not uh a short sub six second. foot yeah <laughs> uh, let's say you're you're reincarnated. A five foot nine ginger <laughs> You're reincarnated as a fucking athlete with all three syllables, right? Mm-hmm. And you've got enough prowess to go to the NFL. Uh, this is the first part of a of like a two part question, but you've got enough prowess to go to the NFL. What position are you picking? Okay, so off the bat, the obvious answer is quarterback. But I want to add a little bit more like, complexity to this. To a wrinkle, like, more perhaps? Out. Uh, yeah. Um, what if you were? the 25th best person in the NFL at your position. 
Because that, that makes you a bad quarterback who's getting shit on by the fans. You're just you're trending on Twitter every week because you suck ass. Um, but like you're good enough to keep playing, and you just gotta keep dealing with the hate. But a 25th best wide receiver. You're good. You're yeah. your top wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, mm. I think for me, um, just out of a hilarity standpoint, adding my own restrictions that I've added, uh, I'm, I'm going to be a ginger cornerback. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't see that. I mean, a that. good one. A good one. <laughs> yeah, like, like the 25th best in the league. You know, I'm ripping like six picks a year. Yeah. And you're just like, what's Andy Dalton doing back there? <laughs> just mossing receivers for picks. <laughs> Andy Dalton, shit quarterback, elite DB. Yeah, dude. I mean, uh, I, yeah, that... I like the I like the wrinkle. You know, you're like a low 80s overall in Madden probably every year, but you're holding it down. Exactly, like, 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 like a bad quarterback, but like a cornerback. You know, people. There's a few people buying my jersey because they don't want to be mainstream. You know. Yeah, they're they're fringe. Yeah, they're on the fringe, and they want to they want to be different. And also, not to mention, as a white guy, there hasn't been a, a white guy <laughs> rostered at DB in like a decade. So you'd be a unicorn. So yeah, there you go. <laughs> you'd be the only one. What about talking about Marcus? me on ESPN? Uh, I am. I'm staying. I'm sticking with my original answer. I'm uh, picking linebacker, uh, middle or outside. Doesn't matter, uh, you know. Sometimes, as twenty fifth best in my position, I'm making some plays, and sometimes I'm getting mossed by a tight end uh, on an end zone fade. But it is what it is. So the only problem with linebacker is you have to choose, um, like, whether do you want to beat your kids or your partner. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk to that. <laughs> Listen, oh, look, I'm man. saying you know you. Not to advocate child abuse, but they might come out stronger for it. Yeah, they they also may just <laughs> fucking hate me. And That's... also, like, just historically, uh, players in the league who have just, like, beat the shit out of their kids have gotten away with it more than players who beat the shit out of their girlfriends. <laughs> Breaking news. NFL says kids don't matter. <laughs> Hashtag, I'm starting it. Cancel the NFL. The entire league. So yeah, you're, dude. you're taking... Adrian Peterson can cut down a whole oak tree and just beat a toddler with it. And you're just like, eh, whatever. He's so probably being a shit anyway. You're taking you're taking the Mike linebacker or just a, a linebacker. I'm just taking a linebacker. Okay, All yeah, right, we, we you, can Travis? we can lump position groups, I guess. So I guess that makes Tony not just the 25th best corner, but the 25th best DB in the league, uh, which is <laughs> wildly good. <laughs> um, I don't know. So I'm kind of torn. I would like to say D line because like. Uh, you know, the little bit of football that I played in my life, I had a lot of fun playing D-line, but, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go strong safety. I think that Hell strong yeah. safety is probably my favorite position on the football field, just cause they like, they do the coverage things and they're super athletic, but they also just get in there and snake get that around. Sack yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just get to put a concussion on a quarterback. Yeah. In there. Every now and then they like slide under a left tackle's legs and fucking sock a quarterback from behind. Uh, yeah. So I think I'd go strong safety. But uh, so the, so the second part of this question is, is your route, your path, right? Um, so are you going, are you going Khalil Mack? You going Buffalo? You being hands down the best player on that team? Or are you going like, 
I don't know, Minka Fitzpatrick at Alabama, right? Where he's like, he's really good, but the rest of the team's also really good. So he's not that much of a standout. Uh, are you are you playing are you playing for pride at a school that's small, or are you playing to win a national championship? I guess is kind of what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm assuming we're taking our original route here. Where we pick our positions. Yeah, yeah, you're I'm a DB a at one of these schools. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm playing at Oregon, right? Just so that like I always have that taste of uh oh shit, maybe we get the playoffs this year, but we don't. But we win the Pac-12, so it's, like, still sweet. It's something, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still, like, standing out. Putting me probably, you know, bottom first, maybe. High second. second. Yeah, high second. Yeah. All um, right, Bacchus, what about you? I, I'm trying to I'm trying to leave bias out of this, and I don't think I can. Yeah, you're you're not allowed to pick Alabama, and I'm not allowed to pick Texas. Oh, okay. So. Okay, that, that kind of changes the answer. Uh you can but pick not, one of the by, other not by much contender uh, teams. Uh, I am playing to win a natty. Uh, I'm going. I'm going to a team that has, you know, where I have to compete for my job. Uh, I'm the. I'm going to be the 25th best player in the NFL uh, at my position. So I don't have to compete very hard, but I got to compete every day for that job. Uh, hopefully, win a national championship. Where are you going? You gotta name the school. Ugh. Dude, I'm from the South. I gotta stay in the South, dude. I guess I'm going to Georgia. Okay, respectable. Yeah, of the schools that were options, I that's the most respectable one. Man, I don't know. I really like the... I dude, think I just I... want to point out that this is like almost just like D&D for football nerds <laughs> <laughs> we're just like making our fantasy selves the ultimate fantasy football i like the i like Wolf the Khalil issues. mack-esque route and i think i'm going uh, i'm taking my talents to michigan state like, university oh, i was gonna say north dakota state where you're just fucking <laughs> shit up no dude i'm going i'm going michigan state so i can compete maybe for a big 10 title not gonna win a national championship but you know i can anchor that secondary and uh, make Big Ten wide receivers look like soft-ass bitches. Oh, so you can like make it. a Big Ten wide receiver look like a Big Ten wide receiver? <laughs> yes. Mm. Yeah, too bad we're all fat and short. <laughs> well, I, I, speak for Fantasy. yourself. Speak for yourself, all right? I'm fat. I'm not short. Dude, you're like 5 foot 11, dude. You're not dude, tall. I'm 6 foot tall. Don't, five foot 11. don't fucking... Mm. No, mm. dude. Every... Mm. No, no. Every person who's six foot is six foot one. Every person who's says they're six foot is five foot eleven. Yeah, dude, yeah I'm like six, six foot, foot does I'm, not exist, dude. It's a black hole of a height. I'm six foot and like three quarters. No, you're not, dude. You're five eleven. I I literally am. Dude, if we're counting three quarters, I'm like five eight. <laughs> yeah, dude. That's not I mean, true the, though. The national average, dude. I'm I'm a five nine just ginger. Just a specimen really uh, like honestly <laughs> <laughs> anyway um i think uh, we, we got a little bit off topic there for a bit yeah hey oklahoma's to... bad even with caleb williams they almost lost uh, to kansas yeah you know what maybe i was a little high on kansas yeah. williams or on caleb williams the, the refs had to bail him out uh by calling an illegal play legal uh so uh, I will say, 
I don't know. I think they're a better team with him, but I don't think Oklahoma is like a national title contender. Maybe. I think if Cincinnati stays number two and Oklahoma stays number three, that Oklahoma ends up in the national championship game. Well, OU's uh, four. No, OU, OU's okay, three. I didn't, I didn't check the rankings now. this week. Oh, no, at, OU is four. Really? Travis is right. Bama's Granted, three. The, the, the playoff rankings haven't come out yet, but Bama's three and OU's four. Mm. ESPN, fuck me over again. Yeah. I was looking at last week's score to check uh, – Man, that's the same. I would really love to see Cincinnati, Oklahoma. Like, if if I, I could pick a playoff is, game, dude, that honestly, is the I best. Think that's not as good as a game as you think it's going to be. Uh, I think <sighs> it, I think it kind of is. I think of the teams that that Cincinnati could play, I think Oklahoma would be the closest game. Yeah. I think it's the closest. And I think Bama Georgia is a is a close game. Uh, if. Bama, oh dude, yeah, and, and unless like the Big Ten just eats itself alive, uh, there's no way there'd be a Bama Georgia playoff game unless Al, I guess Alabama jumps Cincinnati by beating Georgia in the SEC title game. Okay, so here's the thing. Ultimately, um, Alabama Georgia they got to play each other in the championship game, and Ohio State. I don't think loses another game, and then it comes down to dude. Maybe the the next three weeks for the Big Ten that round robin, wild. Okay, okay, but so here's the thing, right? Do you take OSU who gets convincing wins over those teams, or Cincinnati undefeated? I want Cincinnati undefeated. Yeah. I do. At this point, they, okay, they but, are, but like, they are who ranked. who do you legitimately? believe is the better team and deserves to be there. In undefeated if Ohio State wins out convincingly. Convincingly? I don't know about that. I don't know if they win convincingly. I think they do. I think this team got really punished by that very close loss to Oregon. I mean, I guess they are a team that bounced back. However, Cincinnati, I think, should be a playoff team. Uh, it's not their fault their schedule didn't work out in the way they scheduled it. In Indiana, turned out to be garbage this year. Because uh, they, okay, they tried okay. to so, make a case for themselves, and it just hasn't worked out. I guess, out. I don't I, I know you guys aren't, but I'm a big fan of the 12-team college playoff. I And I think this year's kind of proven that. But ultimately, right now, if Georgia were to play Cincinnati and OSU, who do you think wins? If Georgia, who, who do you think has a better chance of beating Georgia, Cincinnati or OSU? I think Georgia beats both those teams. Yeah, I think they up. do. But who has the better chance? And it's OSU. Also, I Cincinnati, think Cincinnati played the close last year in the playoffs with very without pretty much any turnover on their team on either side. So I, you mean I in a bowl game? Yeah, bowl game. Sorry. Yeah, playoffs only. So I think I, I, I think I, that's the difference, and I think I that's... think even at number five, OSU right now is criminally underrated. I think they're no. un- I think they're underrated, uh, as in they should swap plays with Oklahoma. Uh, I don't yes. know about criminally underweight underrated. They started off the season slow; they're picking it back up, but I think they have to get through the next. They have to get through November. I don't know. I think. The Georgia Cincinnati game is a good game because 
both of their defenses are very good. And I think it's a 10-7 or 3-7 game. Like, it's a low, low scoring game. I don't think so. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it Georgia's defense is so good, and, yeah. and Georgia's offense is not good, and Cincinnati's defense is very good. Well, let's not knock the Georgia I, I, I offense. Know, like, Georgia offense is good. It, it is good. They are. And they pay in comparison to the defense, but... No, I don't think the Georgia offense is good. This I think is pretty much what I'm getting at, though, with the 12-team playoff. I think at any point, number five through eight could beat number one. So, I will say, this year does make a good case for the 12-team playoff. Uh, I do I do think the we should move to a 12-team playoff, but not really for that reason. I think this year being the outlier aside, I think a 12-team playoff does not shake out how people say it's going to where like these people from like 7 through 12 are going to win i don't think that's going to happen it doesn't come down to them winning it, it, well, or, or even playing close games dude i i think every once in a while they're going to win like uh like i i do like the idea of 1 through 4 getting buys uh and then you know 5 through 12 have to have to play for a spot of playing 1 through 4 uh well one it uh, it comes down to um you gotta join a big conference. Yeah, yeah. Like, and so get, you you take you take the Power Five conference winners, and then the rest are just at large teams. Yeah, and they get to prove themselves. And honestly, like, if you want to be in that, like, oh, we lost a couple games, but we're not a conference winner because we're not in a real conference. Join a real conference. Well, like, the, I I don't think that's fair to like you know teams like Cincinnati who are good uh and they're good enough what's to... stopping cincinnati from joining the big 10 i i don't know I, i'm not up to date with the business decisions i mean the... they are joining the big 12 but yeah not right now like uh i think teams like notre dame have no fucking excuse at this point no i agree i think they need to be in either the acc or the big but 10 like group like group of five teams that are good uh I think they should be given a chance too. Um, I don't think like I, I saw one guy propose we should have the twelve team playoffs with uh, the conference champions from the group of five and power five getting into the playoffs. I think that's trash. That is a trash fucking thing. A but like like the group of five right now, it's like they're not playing the same teams. Yeah. that the SEC and the Big Ten are playing. Yeah. Uh, before coastal, they might have their couple you know impressive wins. But they're not convincing anybody on a like season wide schedule, and I think I think they should be punished for that. I, that's I think there should be power fives, conference winners get in every time. I I don't think they should be punished for that because at that point, like all you're saying is, uh, like a team could be really good. Like one year we could have a group of five team be the best team in the country. And we just never get to see that happen because we put this bias on them being like, you're a group of five. You can't be the best team in the country because of the conference you played in. Even but though in that year playoff, they are. You see them anyway, even if they decide not to. If they're ranked like that. Like, I think the 12-team playoff should happen. If, I don't... No, if... I do okay. think... Uh, that is not the conversation we have had historically on the issue. I, I've changed my mind you in, and I. In, in, recent, in recent weeks thought about it more and more but like like think about it say like we have four games 
playing uh, second place Michigan. Do you not think that's a good game? Like, granted, neither of them I... might not win a national championship. We're getting really good games out of a 12-game playoff. I am trying to leave out this year in, in my thought process on that. I think this year is an outlier. I don't think you should, and I don't think this year is an outlier. I think you're both idiots, um, but let's uh, let's roll into some upsets and, and get out of here. Okay. I got uh, Wisconsin over Iowa. I think uh, Iowa's most impressive win was Penn State, and uh, they lost to fucking Illinois. And Wisconsin is a bit underrated. They're going to be at home. And so, uh, yeah, I'm giving it to that. I think uh, OSU, I've already talked about it at this point, is uh, the best team in the Big Ten. I don't think Iowa belongs at the top of that conversation, so I'll take that. All right, Bagus, what you got? Uh, I am going something I don't think we've done before. I'm going with a group of five. I've said I'm going Houston over SMU. That is a good one. I was I was looking at that one. Yeah. Uh, mine's going to be uh, Michigan State over Michigan. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game no matter what, and Michigan State's got a, a pretty decent shot. I think their their offense is a lot better than um, than Michigan's. Um, well, maybe not a lot better, but I think they're. Uh, they're good enough to get it done. I don't think Michigan's defense is all that great. Uh, but we'll see how it shakes out. But I, I like Michigan State in this one. Uh, yeah, that's I mean, that's pretty much it for the week. Uh, hope you enjoy the episode. And uh, remember to live, laugh, love. See you next week. I always do. Thank you.